Hello and welcome back to the Shanaki Podcast. My name is Brendan McGlynn. On this podcast, we share stories and experiences, continuing the oral tradition in Ireland, but in a modern way through podcasting. We're collecting stories and experiences, tales, myths, legends from around the world and around Ireland. My name is Brendan McGlynn. Some of you know me as the musician Ainer, and I'm going to be hosting you today. Firstly, I'd like to say... Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to the first three episodes and enjoyed them so much. Thank you to everyone who got in touch. With all your kind words and feedback, they are really appreciated. I'm currently in my grandfather's house in Donegal, um, riding out the second lockdown in style, I suppose. I've been able to escape the city for the next month or two and spend some time here. It's a little... For those of you that don't know Rathmullen, it's a little seaside town just on the Swilly, um, which is like the big river that leads into, or the big lock, I should say, that leads into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, it's quite remote, but there's lots of little towns kind of scattered around this little part of Donegal. So I have a bike that my brother very kindly gifted to me, so I'm going to do a lot of exploring and writing and making this podcast and those other little creative things I'm doing. I'm currently recording this just sitting by a lovely log burning range fire thing with just a little lamp in this little house and it's very quaint and nice I must say. So today's episode comes from a very dear friend of mine Anna. Um, she took time out of her very very busy schedule which I really appreciate to send us the story. She's told me this story a few times before and I always really stuck out to me because it's a really unique story. It's quite spooky, but also quite uplifting at the same time. And it's set in New York, which is really cool. And it's sort of like a forewarning of sorts. And yeah, it's really, it's really different to the other ones we've had so far. So here's Anna telling her story, warning signs, her own experience in her own words. This is my spooky story, which is actually more like three spooky stories in one. Three interconnected spooky stories in one. Um, So the background is, I was living in New York at the time, and this was about eight years ago. And it was summertime, and I was living there with a group of friends. We were living in in an apartment together. And we were all kind of working in bars and doing the usual sort of Irish student in New York stuff. Unfortunately, one of my really close friends very suddenly passed away. So he wasn't, he was in, he wasn't living in New York with us. So uh, he was actually living in Paris, but then the funeral was in Ireland. So I flew back to Ireland for the funeral and then went back to New York. So yeah, so I was having kind of a tough time. It was a really, like, difficult time emotionally and mentally. So that wasn't helped uh, when we had to find a new place to live really quickly. Luckily, we did find somewhere. So it was um, this kind of quite famous terror block block building uh, just off Central Park North. So, and it's this huge, like, octagonal tower block. So it was an apartment in that building. 
That was kind of where, that's where the story is set. And that's the, the background of the story. One day I was sitting in the apartment. It was about 11 o'clock in the morning and I was getting ready for work. I was sitting in the kind of living room area, putting on my makeup. You know, there was no one in the apartment. And then suddenly I heard like this really strange voice hissing my name almost. You know, it, it, it the sound was everywhere, but it was also just right in my ear in a way. And it really, like I really heard it clear, clearly like hissing my name. So I thought it was one of my roommates. So like just kind of playing a prank on me. So I ran around the apartment um, just to check. I checked every single room and was like, I know you're in here, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was someone taking the piss. There was no one there. And then I was like, oh, there must be a pot boiling on the hob and that's what's making the hissing noise. You know, I was running around, I ran into the kitchen, but there was no pot with water boiling over or anything like that. It was just, the house was empty. So I picked up my bag and I just legged it to work. As the day went on, I was thinking like, look, you're exhausted, you're in a kind of a weird place emotionally, so, and you know, you're absolutely drained mentally, so maybe it was, it was your imagination basically, so that's what I told myself. A week or two later, me and uh, my roommate Katrina, we were we were just messing in the apartment and she was chasing me for some reason, I don't know. <laughs> um, so she chased me into my bedroom, I locked the door and she was like knocking at the door so I, so I just like, I jumped on the bed and um, she was locked out so. bed was against the wall and then suddenly I heard Katrina tapping on the wall where the headboard of the bed was so she was kind of like I could just hear this tapping and tapping and tapping frantically behind me and then I was like how how is she in that space behind the bed because the more I thought about it the more I was like hang on this bed backed onto a wall and this wall backed onto thin air. It was like the 30th floor or something and it was this particular wall. It just backed right out onto like nothingness. Ben was thinking, okay, I don't actually think that's Katrina. So I unlocked the door and I went out and Katrina had given up long ago and she was just like sitting out in the living room. And I asked her like, was it you making that noise? Were you tapping frantically um, for like 15 minutes or something? And she was like, no, of course not. Um, I gave up pretty quickly. 
So I had absolutely no idea what that noise was and it was, it was just, it was a bit spooky, but... It was both spooky and quite innocuous, so I just didn't really think anything of it after that. The final thing that happened, uh, it wasn't, this time it wasn't to me. So our other roommate, Ashling, we were all at work one day. She was in the house doing a bit of cleaning before she herself had to go to work. So she was emptying the bin, or the, the trash as they say in America. She was wearing her PJs and she had like the, the bin bag and she was going out of the apartment to where the, the trash chute was in the hallway. The door into that apartment, like you could only lock it or unlock it by twisting this, the locky part I guess, twice. The door didn't automatically lock, you had to close it and then twist this twice and then it was locked. We'd left the apartment with the door unlocked hundreds of times because you could just, if, you know, just to go out into the hallway and empty the trash and then you come back. We, we knew how the door worked. So she left the apartment without the keys, she didn't lock the door but she closed it behind her. Then when she came back from the trash chute, she couldn't get back in, like the door was completely locked. There didn't seem to be anyone in the apartment. She'd only, she'd only gone down the corridor for 30 seconds, um, but the door was locked. So, I mean, it was really annoying, but she didn't think it was anything. She was so sure that she hadn't locked the door, but then she thought she'd investigate when she, when she got inside again. So she decided to go down to the management's office because the rest of us were in work to see if they could let her in. She told them what apartment number it was and they were like, no one is supposed to be living there. That apartment is, you know, the subject of a, of a legal battle. Um, whoever owns it owes us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, we will hold you guys liable if you don't vacate immediately. So we were like, oh my God, this is, just what we needed. It was extremely stressful. They let her back in eventually, um, so that essentially so that we could pack up. But yeah, it was it was pretty stressful. So then we, when the rest of us got home from work, we decided to ring our landlady, who up until that point was nice, but really. I don't know, she was a bit odd. Like she would only give us two keys between the four of us and something seemed off. But we were so desperate to find a place to live um, that we just took it anyway. So then we rang her and told her the situation and we were saying, you know, there must be some kind of mistake. Are they talking about the right apartment? And she basically blipped out. She lost it. She started screaming at us. She said that she was going to get her boyfriend to come and kill us. She'd been running this same scam, you know, on probably on stupid Irish uh, 
J1 holders for, for years and she'd never gotten caught. So she was taking rent and she wasn't paying the rent anywhere and she didn't own the apartment. So yeah, so she threatened us and she said that if we didn't get out immediately that she would, she would kill us or someone would kill us. Um, so that's what we did, we packed up and we were really, really stressed and miserable. Us roommates who lived there together, we were thinking the day that we, that that happened, it was about two or three days before our rent was due and it was rent split between five of us, it was a hefty amount, you know. We were thinking that all those weird things that had happened, that could have been maybe my close friend who died. Maybe that was him trying to give us a sign that, you know, you guys need to get out of here. You're wasting your money. Um, you're being scammed. Sort of the last straw was Ashling getting locked out, Ashling going out and getting locked out because we checked the lock. There's no way it would have locked. There's no, it required effort to lock. We think that my friend was warning us and then ultimately had to, had to take matters into his own hands because we weren't listening. Um, and he saved us $2,000, so <laughs> I appreciate that. That was really good. Thank you so much, Anna, for that really cool story. Um, yeah, it was, it was such a nice end to that. Um, I definitely would have been really spooked, you know, hearing my name being called in an apartment. Uh, that would have been really weird. And like the banging and stuff. I, mean, I guess it did seem like somebody was trying to warn them and trying to get them out of that place because it seemed like a really dodgy place to be. That woman just didn't even know in the apartment. She was giving them death threats then when when they contacted the superintendent. It was like mad, intense and crazy. And yeah, it sort of felt like something was there to kind of protect them from what was going to happen. Because um, I guess you don't know what would have happened a few months down the line dealing with someone like that. It's actually a really amazing story. And Anna's really very lucky to get out of there actually too and get away and, and before they paid rent which is very important um, Anna actually told me a few stories of friends of friends of hers um, experiences that they'd had that were totally mad that like topics that I'd never even heard like discussed in the real world before like time travel and crazy stuff like that um, and I found this happened a few times when when I reached out to them to try and see if they wanted to record something for the podcast. They were just like, no, or they'd say yeah, and then just it would sort of fizzle out because a, th a lot of people I find like they don't really want to talk about it. Like everyone has a different way of dealing with these unexplainable experiences, but some people is just like, yeah, no, I don't really want to engage in whatever that was. I'm just going to move on and pretend like it didn't happen, basically. Which is totally their thing and fair. 
because uh, some of them are wild. But if you have any experiences at all, if you know of any old stories your grandparents used to say about somewhere, if you know any myths, any local legends, anything at all, um, please, please do get in touch. Shanaki.podcast at gmail.com or you can get me at aner.band on Instagram. Um, the future of this podcast is still quite up in the air. Um, I did it as like a Halloween sort of sort of experience thing, um, sort of even a process for myself to just continue to be creative in different ways. 